0: So let's take a moment to celebrate our four year anniversary of Gone with the Bushes.
1: Four wow. Wow. years. Can...
0: Wow. Uh-huh. Everybody, take a drink. Congratulations. Congratulations. All 13 wow. listeners or 10, however many are listening this time.
1: Wow. We made, mm-hmm. we made it, guys. We made, we made it. it. <laughs> Look at us.
0: Thank you, all of our sponsors. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh. We don't Thank have it. Thank you any. to
1: Hendrix, <laughs> Hendrix Gin. Big ups, big
2: ups to Hendrix Gin. Use code Gone with the Bushes for zero <laughs> percent off. <laughs> 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 but have a have a laugh with us.
1: Oh, indeed! Wow, time flies. We are going to wait, but uh, just off the cuff though, as we're approaching. Their 200th episode, I wondered if for the 200, because, Teeny, have you seen Gone with the Wind? No. So should our 200th episode be we, we do Gone with the Wind because Teeny hasn't we seen it? We revisit it? Because... Or we could, okay. she could pick something else from the archive that she hasn't seen. Well, I feel like I have to see Gone with the Wind.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to do it in a couple sittings. I mean, even the theater
2: had an intermission. We still have 19 more episodes to figure it oh, out. Okay, okay. But can we can... asked a question. Yes. Who whose movie is it? Today?
0: Next week. <laughs> is it me? No, it's it appears to be Aaron next Wait. week. I think it's me. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah, because it was okay. China It was Chinatown before it.
1: Badness Wait, Chinatown was, Chinatown was my movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh.
0: And then yeah. So it is you next week.
1: Oh, I've. Uh, I'm. Then I have so many more weeks to be. Strange, I, know. So I know what I'm doing. Oh well, snap. I guess I have about 90 minutes to figure it out. So. Oh yeah. But Titi's quiet. She her. Where I see her eyes. <laughs> that's what she's looking yeah. at. Oh yeah. Okay. Bye, Teeny. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> well, Bob did send out that complex list of the 100 movies to see before uh-huh. he die. i have got
2: some. Oh, I know. You know, know, you know
1: Teenie. She's and she's gonna nail it out of the ballpark. you exactly. and she's just gonna. She's eight. got some Kirisaka in her back
2: pocket. It, you know, we were driving. We were driving our bike. We were riding our bikes today through Greenpoint. And there is a old-timey movie theater called the Film Noir Cinema. Wow. And I'm just going to look it up. I wonder if you could still go see movies there. Oh,
1: wow. Looks as if you can.
2: Hmm. Oh. That sounds
1: cool. If only the- we had, like, some flyers. <laughs>
2: Have you ever seen Florian's Nights? No. Me either. Never heard of it. You can see that on Friday. Mm. Huh. Yeah, interesting. It just dawned on me. All right. Yeah. Okay,
0: then. Well, okay, so we can discuss amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I do promise that if we do do Gone with the Wind, I will not do a re um a recounting of everything that happened the first half of the movie which took as long as the movie and then we had all the other stuff to unpack so yeah our epic
2: first podcast yes it was well i'm sure there's new things now that didn't exist the first episode yeah like yeah re like portions of the podcast that we do exactly
1: all of the stuff power of cast right. definitely isn't in there yeah oh. and I mean
0: the whole thing is power cast we didn't uh, have our uh
1: and I can assure you that I've only gotten less patient with this film <laughs> 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 so
0: I don't think we did recasting back in the day and of course you couldn't do it a- okay we're gonna move on to today's film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We I are don't going know where we're going. Chatsworth, California.
1: We are. This is we are in my hood, my neck of the woods. Not is Chatsworth, the, but um well, I'll explain it later. But yeah, the San Fernando Valley. Yes, we are. Oh,
0: so familiar. We meet a beer guzzling, ex-minor league baseball player, who agrees to coach a bunch of clumsy quotation marks, misfit little league baseball players that compete for the championship. What?
1: What could go wrong? Could go wrong.
0: Okay, the particulars, and I am interested in the particulars.
1: All right. Well, the name of the film we're doing is The Bad News Bears. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that. But people know it, because look down on your device, you see it. It was released April 7th, 1976.
0: The 70s. Wild. More on that later.
1: Produced by Stanley R. Jaffe, who listened to these other films that this man (laughs) produced. Fatal Attraction, The Accused, and Kramer vs. Kramer. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Just fair. That's like, that wow, this is one of those movies that the particulars are so awesome because you see... How people can just go effortless from one genre to the next. All these different kinds of films. One of these things is not like the others. Exactly. Or is it? We have the director, Michael Ritchie, who also directed The Candidate. Fletch, Cool Runnings, The Golden Child, and Wildcats. Wildcats! Still on your list. Oh, a personal Aaron Bush favorite. Wonder how it holds up, because six-year-old Aaron Bush loves Wildcats. Written by Bill Lancaster, who also wrote The Thing, Firestarter, and Bad News Bears Go to Japan. Nerd alert, he is the son of actor Burt Lancaster. And as a young boy, he contracted polio, (gasps) which I only bring up because when I was a child... People didn't contract polio, but people wonder why. I know it's almost as if there had been some sort of like a protective shield uh, of a kind to, to uh, completely eradicate polio, which just ravaged the whole world and then it, you, it like went away. It's it's just bonkers how that happened. Crazy. Um, oh, and look also at this vaccine. <laughs> No arms growing out of our heads and stuff, so. Yeah, and you were able to reproduce, so there we go. Um, music by Jerry Fielding, who also did The Wild Bunch, Straw Dogs, and Advise and Consent. <laughs> An- another, like, there's there's nobody associated with kid films in this film, which I think <laughs> is why it's so great. Nerd Alert, he was born Joshua Feldman. And in 1947, because he was into um, arranging and a jazz arranger and such, I, I believe he was also a trombonist. I could be mistaken. But here's a quote from him. Quote, they told me I was not going on with any name as Jewish as Feldman. So this, they told him this in 1947. In 47. Mm-hmm. I I know. It's almost, and that's like two years after... Everybody learned about the atrocities of the Holocaust. So, but still, nah. The, Feldman is too Jewish, and he said, "I don't think there's any lessening of prejudice today. There's just more politeness about where and when it happens. I think it's going to be the downfall of Homo sapiens." So, <laughs> really? this guy, crystal ball, he just he just read it and knew it. Um, director John A. Alonzo. That name should be familiar because he also did Chinatown, which was our last film, along with Sounder. Mm -hmm. And he also did Scarface, Harold and Maude, and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, just to name a few. All ones we need to do. Mm -hmm. Editor Richard A. Harris. He was one of the editors that we mentioned on Titanic. He also did The Candidate, Mommy Dearest. Fletch, Wildcats, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and The Bodyguard, just to name a few, just again to show how varied these people's careers were. Um, starring, I believe he's about 55 when this movie is being shot, Walter Matthau. as Morris, old man. As, as Morris Buttermaker. He was in A Face in the Crowd and A New Leaf. He was also in The Odd Couple and Grumpy Old Men, to name a few. I mean, Walter Matthau is a Hollywood legend. We have Vic Morrow, who is Roy Turner. He was the Yankees coach. He was also in Blackboard Jungle, the TV show Combat. Yes, Nerd- he was. Uh huh. Nerd Alert. He's the father of Jennifer Jason Lee. Didn't know that until I did my homework. And he's probably, sadly, best known for a tragedy. He, along with seven-year-old Micah Den Lee and six-year-old Renee Shin Yee, were killed when filming Twilight Zone the movie. <gasps> I a, stunt, a stunt went bad or a helicopter dropped and fell on top of him and Vic Morrow lost his head. Ooh. And the the kids were crushed. Yeah, it
2: was. How really did the bad.
1: helicopter fall? Well, it was, was it they flying? were doing a. It was flying and they were doing a. Oh, I remember why. Okay, so they were flying and it was out here in the Santa Clarita Valley, and the scene that they were doing was a reenactment, like a Vietnam flashback. I think Vic Morrow's character was. I think he was supposed to be escaping. And so the helicopter was chasing them, but it was just hovering over them. But the pyrotechnics from the special effects That's right. caused the blades to uh, like, like, like heat up incorrectly. And mm, so I the, the blades like, came across. And helicopters are very... Uh, Heavy. It has to do a lot with... Well, they're very um, uh, sensitive to... Because there's a lot of lift, you know... It, You're helicoptering. It's not like planes use lift and then momentum and stuff to keep them in the air. And helicopters, there's a lot more stuff going around. That's why there's a lot more helicopter uh, tragedies and deaths Mm because just something like that. And so they came down, and there was a whole big to-do, lawsuits after lawsuits, so tragedy. Mm -hmm. Oh, moving on. (laughs) We have Tatum O'Neill. I can't believe that this is the first Tato O'Neill movie we're doing because she was 12 years old at the time. She plays Amanda Warlitzer. She, Her movie previous to this was Paper Moon, which she did at 10 years old. She became the youngest Academy Award winner in history. She won the Ooh. Oscar for Paper Moon, but she started with her father, Ryan O'Neill. So then she did... This was her follow up movie to that. And then she also went on to be in Little Darlings and do a lot of TV work. She was also in Rescue Me. Um, so, and uh, has had quite a, an interesting life because um, she was raised very interestingly. I agree. In, I in Hollywood. In with Hollywood the, with um, Ryan O'Neill as your father. And. So in the 70s.
0: Yeah. She saw stuff she shouldn't have seen at a very young age. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley. He played Kelly Leak. He was 14. He also was in Breaking Away. And he was nominated for the Academy Award for Little Children when he was yes. an adult. Oh, it was so creepy. Yeah, he was really. It was such a creepy movie. And he was also in the in the movie version of Watchmen. He played Rorschach. And those are the particulars. Outstanding. So we are
0: two setting the table. We meet middle-aged Boris Buttermaker, or as or Morris. Morris is his first name. Oh, I thought you said Boris. Morris. No, we're not doing Boris and Morris. Morris Buttermaker, or as um, Amanda calls him, Boilermaker, an ex-minor league baseball player who is constantly chugging beers and occasionally chugging Boilermakers as he is being given money to coach a ragamuffin group of young boys. These boys couldn't make the team's they were to compete against at first Buttermaker only cares about the money but as the film progresses his sense of pride and inklings of affection begin to show <laughs>
1: yes well done
0: so we are to uh, poc our poc count i didn't count um, but this, this was a, a group of multi-ethnic players.
1: Uh, 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 it, it, we have one uh, black Muslim character, Ahmad Abdul Rahim, played by Aaron Blunt. And we had two Mexican children, Jose Aguilar, Jose and Miguel Aguilar. Jose was played by Jaime Escobendo and... Miguel was played by Jorge Gonzalez, and we had a Jewish player, Rudy Stein, played by David
2: Pollock. I also saw. I thought there was um, a black woman in the opening day, where she was watching the kids. There was yeah. like a like, a, yeah. Mm-hmm. They in
1: the a few in the background, probably Ahmed's parents. <laughs> exactly. His brother and his brothers.
0: Um, and then we uh, we get a female in the cast of characters. Mm hmm.
1: Um, so your power of cast. My power of cast. So um, youth money in sports. I mean, <laughs> dyslexic much money in youth sports Youth
0: um, in money sports.
1: Youth in money sports. Um, how the, the bears are from the wrong side of the tracks. They're the kids that they, you know... And, it, and it's just still... It's funny how it's 1976 and it's still the same today. It was still the same in, 19, in the late 1990s. And it's still the same in the 2020s. With money and... If you have the money and your kid is good in sports, then they have to go on to these travel teams and pay the mm-hmm. money and all of that stuff. Um, the, the black kid gets... he After he loses Ahmed, he takes off all his clothes and climbs up into a tree. Just, in just, his tighty-whities. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm.
0: I, it had to be the black kid
1: that went Exactly, be. exactly. But they do have the fat kid just shoveling in chocolate in his mouth without even taking the wrappers off as well. So <laughs> um I thought that this is interesting because their kids they're like eleven and twelve, you know, and um they kind they certainly do know the ways of the world, which is interesting that people think like, oh, if we tell kids that racism exists, then they'll know about it. It's like kids already know about it. They pick up on shit. They pick up on the way that the world works. And the one kept using every racial epitaph there was
0: when describing mm-hmm. the team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> With Tanner, Tanner, Tanner has seen the world and he knows how the world works. Yeah. I don't know how he saw the world through those, that hair. He needed a haircut. The boy needed a haircut. What <laughs> <But> he, <laughs> his, his parents couldn't be bothered to cut his hair. And then this one, I thought was interesting. So there's the woman Cleveland. She's the one that runs the league. And she is against Title Nine when that when they introduce uh-huh. her character and stuff. And so you're like, oh, why would? why would she be like that? Cause she's just like, Oh, it was, at least when the girls would like fight and, and come in and they knew how to play. But now that they're just allowed to play, they don't know how to play and stuff. And she's really just like selling out her gender to, you know, be one of the guys. And so I was like, well, why would she do that? And then you have to think about it. Maybe she found a way to be accepted in the patriarchy and she her position then if more women are allowed in the club it threatens what her position is Uh Mm -hmm. um so she'll lose her nice little spot so i thought like oh that's it that's how the patriarchy like white supremacy it takes both sides to buy into it like women have to buy into the patriarchy as well and just like with white supremacy um You know, white supremacy isn't only upheld by white people. Oh yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So those are my power of cast.
0: I have that the the team represented the society, and they had to overcome all of their quote handicaps to be successful. You know that whole story. Which yep. is the whole story of the
1: movie. It, it is. But also, though, let's throw in some ableism here. Because we don't have any para-athletes para on this team. We don't. So these are all able-bodied kids. Well, okay. Able-bodied, we but of. not
0: necessarily athletic. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But they have all of their limbs. and the, uh, well, one, one had to have a, an inhaler. I mean, you yes. gotta have an inhaler somewhere. Okay, any other Power of Cast moments? No, I think you guys covered them all. I agree. So now we are to
1: Nerd Alerts. Okay, so guys, it's 1976. 76. When this movie comes out, that is the Bicentennial, right, Ma? It that is. was a big deal, 200 it- years. Oh, yes, very big deal. This was
0: one year after Poppy and I were married. Oh, so they were newlyweds. We were newlyweds, and we spent our honeymoon in the summer. We got married in October, but had to wait until the summer because I was a teacher. So at that point, teachers didn't take off for a honeymoon right after school started. That has changed, evidently, but (laughs) (laughs) that's how it was back in the olden days.
1: Putting the me back in teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have this guy Pol Pot and the Khmer Rouge who are just just steadily working their way toward killing two million people in Cambodia. Mm -hmm. What happened to never again? Eh. Mm -hmm. The Toronto Blue Jays were created, Major League Baseball team. I thought that was Hmm. important for baseball. The Apple Computer Company was founded. Wow. Really? In a garage, correct? I believe so. Yes. Well, that's a okay. myth anyway. And then in February of 1976, 2,000 high school students were involved in a racially charged, uh, we'll call it a, a riot, because I haven't, whatever, quote, riot in Escambita High School. 30 students were injured in the four-hour fray. So Escambita is a public high school located in Pensacola, Florida— It opened for the 1958-1959 school year. It was an all-white, segregated school. Mm -hmm. Its mascot was the Rebel. Its school song was the Dixie song. Oh, my God. And the Confederate flag was flown at school events and at games. Jesus. In
2: 1969,
1: the federal government forced the school to integrate, so then in 1972, the black students protested at their home football game. Like, excuse me, <laughs> does nobody else see this? Which I think is great because it's, it's the same thing happening in 2021. i like, yes. Exc- excuse me, but because um, I think that a lot of times it's like, oh, well, nobody said anything before. No, everybody knew it was wrong. And, you know, in 1972, the students were like, no. So on July 24th, 1973, the U.S. District Court ruled the symbols as racially irritating and barred use
2: at the school level. He said, "Shit, these symbols are irritating, y'all. They are racially <laughs> yeah. irritating. Irritating. So
1: then in 1974, for that school year, they were known as the Raiders. And then the escomeda county school district appealed the decision um, saying that the school board should be in charge of the matter and the appeals court agreed with them and was like oh you know what yes the school so just to to reiterate they were the rebels the black students said no we don't like this the court said yeah that's racially irritating you're the raiders then the school was like, no, we want to be called the rebels. How can we get around this? Uh, okay, well, you can appeal it. And so now it goes to the school board. So then the school board decided to hold an unannounced election for the students. And three-fourths vote would decide. So a supermajority would decide the outcome. Oh, God. Well, let me guess what the majority of the students are. Well, here, okay, here's the thing. The people who wanted the name to go back to the Rebels, they lost by 30 votes. Oh. But 300 students, because remember, this was an unannounced vote. Mm -hmm. They didn't announce it. It wasn't like, oh, election day is November 3rd. They didn't announce it. The kids were, were at school were like, you're voting on this. Turns out 300 students had been absent on the day of the vote. 300. So I'm thinking... That must have been a Confederate holiday, no? Because <laughs> Why would 300 students be absent for a day, right? In
2: a high well, school? Well, it's Florida. I mean, you know. Okay. Yeah, in the 70s, they probably did it on a Friday. Right.
1: So then <laughs> they were like, well, no, you can't cast your vote to those 300 students because they came back and they're like, excuse me. Yeah, somebody you missed voting day. And they were like, no. And they're like, if you miss voting day, you don't get to make it up. So then those students who were mad, they started, It's. I'll just point out that according to Wikipedia, they said that those students started out peacefully protesting
0: mm-hmm. because
1: they wanted to guarantee the absentee votes. Well, that's what, you know, de-escalated, just, oh, that that turned violent quickly. And that's what the... um the the whole thing that came up on my thing for 1976 this like and then it, it spilled into we had like bullet holes going through school board members we have of course they got through the members or their cars or houses we'll the that, bullets went through the members houses. well four four kids were shot well, I, well, I don't my know God. How, yeah i i didn't wow. see any reported deaths but you, We got the lighted crosses going up. It was a whole thing. So then Florida had to call in, uh, of course, more police. So the Florida, like, state patrols and stuff. And so, like, for the rest of the school year to kind of keep a lid on all of this stuff. So then for the 1976-77 season, they were called the Patriots, which is hilarious because rebels were (laughs) treasonous. (laughs) but they decided to go with the Patriots and then in 1977, it was like, look guys, Rebels isn't gonna happen anymore. And so then they became the Gators and there's some famous alumni who went to this school. Oh, it's here. WWE star Roman Reigns is an alumni as well as Emmett Smith. Emmy. That's where he and he went to high school at that school. Ooh. So I, I, I just dare I, anybody, I dare anybody to mess with Emmy. I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, wow, 1976. They got me out here thinking that this is a new thing. People being mad over Confederate things. No, it, it's been a thing, pretty much and, since the end of the Civil War. But
0: okay. Yeah, changing the mascot. We're just now changing the names of high
1: schools with confederate names Mm -hmm. so the movies top box office movies number five was all the president's men number four was silver streak number three was king kong number two was the star is born and the number one film of 1976
0: rocky oh oh we have done rocky with a guest commentator
1: and we've Mm -hmm. also done all the president's men the oscars the best picture a, nominees were Taxi Driver, which we did Network, which we've done Bound for Glory All the President's Men, which we've done and the winner was Rocky, which, which done. we've done yeah, hmm. so look at that it's like we have 1976 on lock four years people
0: those are my nerd alerts outstanding, Christine, any nerd alerts? no, I didn't do any nerd alerts this week. nor did I So we are two reheatables, our negative reheatables. Um, I had, of course, the verbally abusing kids, as well as a little bit of physical abuse.
2: I was
1: going to say, you're fine with with the physical?
0: The racial slurs, and although I thought it was hilarious, giving beer to the adolescents.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Well, they got to learn to hold their liquor yeah
2: other negatives um fat shaming the kids
0: uh, yes fat shaming how did i not come up with that
2: <laughs> doing what? sports and doing sports and button-up woven shirts and jeans yeah that was the yes. 70s man yes. in in the valley
1: that's in that's the silly.
2: summertime Ooh. <laughs> Um, the parents who let their kids come back and play on that team after game one. Yes, <laughs> you're like tell- sorry.
1: The team wouldn't have had a. <laughs> it would feel like yeah, baseball's not your sport. Yeah, I well I don't know Adam's first football team. Yeah, is very
0: feels- similar
1: him Very and cool. me
2: like we've been on both sides but the- was the coach what shit face in the dugout <sighs> maybe
0: no well i mean i don't know about your coaches Aaron, but um yeah I- I it well fun. okay there was, it was questionable there was questionable Oh, okay. We, we had a bit of a
1: butter maker. For, a touch. Really cool.
0: Yeah, a touch of a butter maker.
2: And then the slurs. The slurs. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was a line. It was a
1: line. Oh, I have it. We're, okay. We will hear it. I have smoking. Just because the kids. Oh, my. And that oh, kid yeah. was 14.
0: He did. I don't know, I, I don't feel, he didn't, he was a, a shorter in stature person. I'm not saying that the cigarettes did that to him, but they didn't help. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, what you find out in, uh, because there were two sequels to this film, um, and you find out in the second sequel that Kelly Leak is from Van Nuys, and then I was like, ah, oh, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> Oh, just I love I love just the the random valley slander. <laughs> it's it like it, it's still in '76, and it's like oh, Van Eyes is still Van Eyes. It's nice to see. Um, the child abuse, especially just out in the open in front of everybody. Yes, and nobody does anything about it. Specifically, like the the picture Joey Turner. Part of me was like, oh, wow, good for him. Good. All right, spoiler alert. This is on Showtime because his dad, like, pops him on, on the mound, and then he proceeds. On the mound? Yeah, pop in front of everybody, and everybody's doing that 70s, like, like the- <laughs> it's basically America. Oh, that seems very uncomfortable, but we don't want to discuss it. Cause that would make us feel uncomfortable. It's a touch irritating, oh. but I'm not going to scratch that itch. But then he like his reaction though, when you think about it, at least to me, I can be talked out of this. I thought he chilling of just the chilling of what that kid was going to grow up because he was on the mound and he refuses to yeah. throw the ball and, okay, he's doing that because of his dad, because his dad popped him on. So, on one hand, I'm like, good for you. But his re- his wanting to make his dad hurt, he wasn't thinking – he was only thinking about himself. He didn't think about the rest of his teammates. His teammates didn't pop him on and do that. And by him, his actions, they were affecting his teammates. And that's why I'm like, yo, this kid –
2: He's oh. going to need therapy and he's going to, or he's going to be really mean to a woman one day. Or okay.
1: Yeah, that's a really nice way of saying it. I'm saying he'd be one of those kids in school that a good, like, 20 years later we're we're doing a special, a live break-in. We have special news. Oh, yes, that is also true. That is what yeah, I'm saying. Um... I have uh, Bob Whitewood. He was the guy that hired Buttermaker. Mm -hmm. And he was the politician, you know, the L.A. guy. And when Buttermaker goes into his office, what pictures does he have? He has MLK. He's got RFK. And he's got JFK. JFK. Trying to make him like, oh, he's down and about it and for the kids. He's woke. But he's not... He's just uh-uh. doing it for his own self, and so. Because he said, yeah, that you know, stuff. too bad
0: none of the dads had time to coach this team. Mm-hmm. And he's one so- of the dads.
1: Yeah, because he has to make payments on that Mercedes. Right. Oh man, the sexualization of Amanda—how like how she's mm. eleven, and when we meet her, she's selling. She's selling the star maps, maps by herself, and yes. she's wearing. I feel like she's wearing what you were in the 70s, ma. Like yes, what I was. Skirt, but you were you were in your 20s, your early 20s, yeah, and yeah. married. And she's right. 11. Right. Alone. The, uh, that t-
0: I forget what that top was called. The uh, the stretchy top that was just a tube top. It was a tube yeah. top.
1: Yeah, so it's just an 11 year old just wearing a tube top in LA in the 70s. I'll get into all the murderers who are on the loose. Yeah. The uh, I hate to break it
2: to you, but I bet they're wearing the same exact outfit, those 11 year olds out there right now. Well, Probably. that's true, too. But tinier, tinier yeah, bottoms. No, no, because I, think I guarantee it, just based oh. on because I've been selling it to them.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's
2: true.
1: <laughs> But I, I, I don't know. I kind of got, but maybe this is, this is me being a, my information silo that these 11 year olds, that they got the parents that are just hovering over them and they don't, you know, Mm -mm, they're on TikTok. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: And the seventies are back and we'll go into that in my positive readables.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Also she's going to a Rolling Stones concert. This yes. isn't the Rolling Stones of now. Yeah, that sounded Charlie. fun. Oh, my, my favorite drummers, man. But great life and great stories of just popping Mick Jagger in the nose. But going in like in 1976, they're still a dangerous rock and roll band. And going alone at 11 on a date. Yes,
0: on a date alone. And I'm just going to tell you, there was a whole lot more than just some weed happening in that crowd at the Rolling Stones concert. I mescaline. mean, weed and mescaline going on? At, at the very least. I'm
1: telling you, weed and mescaline were like the nerdy people, okay? When was Altamont? Didn't they? Didn't the Stones already have a body on there? On yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. geez, Low. Yeah, yeah. Then you have Kelly Leak. He's 12, just smoking a pack a day, Oh riding around on his Harley with no helmet. No helmets. Not, well, none. That was and, the 70s. Oh, too much fringe. Entirely. Or maybe that was, I'm confusing the second, because I watched some of the second. I'm saying too much fringe around a motorcycle. Oh, That's got it. Dangerous. Okay. 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 Because
0: there was never anything as too much fringe in the 70s.
1: I don't Ever. know when there's a motorcycle and there's chains Understood. And going around. Understood. That- Understood. He was also hustling adults at air hockey. Kelly Leak was also a known loan shark for the kids. <laughs> yeah. And then they would give him, Buttermaker gives him all beer at the end. And Tanner's like, <laughs> Tanner knew how to open it and knew how to drink it. So I was like, man, where's the spinoff about Tanner's life? There isn't one because it's very sad. Yes. Well,
0: I don't know. It might be, you know, with the Manson family.
1: Yeah. And then to, to piggyback on, I think Tini said it with the fat shaming, out when Buttermaker is trying to make Amanda come back and pitch, and he was like, oh, look at that gut. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is. Yes. Oh, yes. Amanda. Yes. But I. Okay. And then finally was um, the before banquet. Where it was, they had the baseball, uh, baseball diamond-themed pizza at the Pizza Hut, leading into my final battery-heatable dressing up to go to Pizza Hut for a reception. Just oh. that was just well, oh, that the seventies were wild. The seventies were wild. <clears throat> so,
0: so may I go to our um. Are positive reheatables? Yes. (laughs) Wide leg jeans. They're back. They're back. They're back. Oh, my God. My favorite. Every woman had on wide leg jeans.
2: (sighs) I agree. I love them. I I love love them. Me too.
1: I never got into wide leg jeans. No,
0: it wasn't your time. but. comfy nothing binds nothing <laughs> okay also a bucket hat visor have you ever seen mm-hmm. a bucket hat visor the the um the chubby kid had cut off the bucket of the bucket hat and just wore the Oh,
1: <laughs> interesting! Uh-huh. So you can get your highlights as well. You could, yes,
0: exactly. Hmm. Um, and trophies?
1: Anybody trophies? <laughs> we have a collection. Well, yeah. I mean, my brother's collection of trophies. I went down in his room. I have a shelf. In my room, you do have a shelf, and he has a shelf. He has more than a a shelf, he he has a complete bookcase. No, it's
0: on one shelf, his
1: trophies are on one shelf of that bookcase. (laughs) It's, but it's a, it's one of those large bookcases that would hold the old school TVs in the 90s, so (laughs) it's not a thin. You know, bookshelf. No, so we're talking. There's three dimensions. He's got row three rows of trophies and some obnoxiously large trophies.
0: I think Amanda's hustle was a positive. Granted. She could have been abducted at any moment, and no one would know. But, you know, saying I know it says $1. fifty on it, but prices have raised its $2. Thank oh, you yeah. very much.
1: She, she is. And I think that that's an interesting nod, because when we do Paper Moon, and then considering that this was the first time that you're seeing Tatum O'Neill from Paper Moon, I think that that was kind of—I uh, I, I appreciated that.
0: Then I have one that is both negative and positive. Mm-hmm. The kids making the drinks. I the have a mine
1: as a negative and a positive. <laughs> I think it's such a negative and a positive that Lucas. Because, excuse me, he made a superb martini. Yeah, and he superb did. Martini, and that's not easy. No. But then it's very sad because you're like, oh, the reason why he knows how to make that is is because he's been making it for
0: hopefully his parents and you know he's been drinking some himself. Well, and just because how
1: cuz lupus is the booger eating spaz that Tanner calls him, right? He's the super quiet, very timid. So, when then when he's making the drink, you're like, "Oh man, one of his parents, if not both, are alcoholics, and they're probably, like, really loud when they get drunk. And that's why he's so quiet and shy.
0: Okay. That was just my reading of that. Okay. I'm just going to say that just because a child knows how to make their parents drink perfectly, again, uh, again, a <laughs> shout-out to Hendrix Gin, you really need to be a sponsor. Yeah, um, but you.
1: but that wasn't—we weren't 11 and you taught us that. That was true. when, like, we had become— i I was over twenty one and you're like, all right, now it's time you need to learn how to make your mother a the gin gimlet. Truth be told, I think you were over 31 by the Probably. time you were making me gin
0: gimlets. Okay. Other people's positive tips.
2: Um, I have the Chico's Bail Bonds being the sponsor made mm-hmm. me laugh out loud. Me too. That was funny. Um I know I had the insults in my negative, but I have the other insults in my positives. When he, we call um, people, we're being called a crud, you're a crud, a turd, yes. and a puss pus head. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all, you know, not really mean. Well, they aren't racial. That's not a good way to insult someone. Yeah. yeah, I know. Anybody. Not racial, not fat shaming, or no, not any- commenting on yes, how you look. Yes. Yeah. Let's bring back crud. Um, I love that there is no... Buttermaker didn't have any... Um, What does that word say? Teeny notes. No... Oh, beer discrimination. Yes! He drank seven different kinds of beer. Yes, he yes. did. Yes. Cored. It- Budweiser's. Mickey's, Schlitz, PBR, Lucky Lager, and Miller High Life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I... What's her name? T- what's the girl's name? Amanda. Amanda. She should have been my MVP, but she's not, I don't think. No, she's not. Sorry. So I put her in my positive. Um, you know, I, too, was on a men's league, boys. Um, this we did not know until this moment. You didn't? No baseball. No, no basketball. When I was wanted to start playing basketball for the Mint Hill Basketball League, there was no girls' teams. So me, another girl, Sarah, and another girl named Jasmine were the only three girls in the league, and we were all on different teams. Um, unlike this, I did not, I was not the star of the team. I didn't really get to play much, but um, when I, I remember making like one, they would put me in when they were winning. I feel like I made like one layup the whole season, but then the next year they created the first girls league. Look oh. at you. So I was a founding member. Ouch. My Damn. dad went on to coach. <gasps> You're coached by Tim? Yeah. Was he discriminatory as to which beers he might drink? Well, he was discriminatory against short people. I remember they would, like, all have to get together and pick the teams. And so the first year he did it, he just picked every tall girl, thinking that (laughs) (laughs) And we had this girl on our team that was so clumsy. She was so Mm. tall, and she could not make it down the court without falling down, like, just too tall.
0: She hadn't grown into her limbs yet. She didn't know where no. they were in space yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Erin no. was also an only girl on a boys' basketball team. I was. Oh. Wearing goggles. Oh God. <laughs> goggles. <laughs> yeah. And the coach lived upstairs from us, and he said one time they you guys were scrimmaging each other, and he he said, "Yeah, we're gonna play the the shirts versus the." No, we're not going to do the shirts versus the skins. (laughs) Uh, We're going to make sure Aaron is on the shirts team every time.
1: (laughs) So now we will go to my positive reheatables. I have competitiveness in youth sports. Um, I've been on teams where we were just awesome and amazing. And I've also been on the team... It was like this team, but we called it Little Sisters of the Poor. <laughs> <That>. <laughs> and because, so we had the rec league, which was Lee district. And we were like middling. But like remember Vienna. Vienna was like the Yankees. And then in AAU, they all were Vogues. And they were the
0: elite
1: of the Yeah, they were the elite of the elite. All the All-Americans played on the Vogues. And then, you know, basketball in high school, they're like, you need to play AAU. And so then they started the Cardinals. And the Cardinals were basically the bad news bears. And so I got <laughs> both I got both of that because when I was playing on the district side for my eighth grade year, we had three all Americans that came on because they didn't want to play for Vienna. And one of them was Kara Lawson, who went on to play in the WNBA, oh, just like, has won the gold, gold medals. Medal. Yeah. Is, you'll, you'll, you'll see her on ESPN and stuff doing basketball games, like legit. And so I got to see both sides of it. And that's why I liked about this. Because when Kelly and Amanda come in, like, really, all you need is, is two or three. Oh, and yeah. it, it completely turns your whole mm-hmm. team around. And you're just – and, like, when Kelly Leak was – when Buttermaker was like, all right, that's how – that's how Garrett Lawson's dad would be, like – because she would pass. She was – for someone as good as this woman – I mean, she was a girl then. She was so nice and patient and wasn't this – like, because she was so good that she could have had been a complete prima donna, and she was not – but, man, when we played Vienna and then her dad just gave her a nod and it was like the Kelly Leak thing.
2: All the balls,
1: <laughs> everything, making all the shots. And we were just like, yes, we will do our best. We'll block out. We, You need foul? Nobody comes in this paint and doesn't get an elbow from this kid. I got five fouls to give. I'm giving them to you, Kara. So that, that just made me – it brought back memories May um, I say that at the state finals, you
0: started in front of Kara because <laughs> they knew all
1: you had to do was give the nod to Kara yeah. and yeah. But, but she, she didn't pout about it. She, oh my she God, was no. Just, what a great, amazing teammate. Um, and Roger Ebert called this quote, an unblinking, scathing look at com- competition in American society. And I just think that's very true. Um, I liked, I love, I love the opening of this. There's no music. It's just Buttermaker pulling up. You get the nice vista of the valley. He gets it back in his cooler. He pops open a beer, goes in the glove box, gets, adds some Jim Beam to that. And I'm like, well, first he had to pour out some beer in order to make room for the Jim Beam. Which why is he pouring it out? That's, I mean, that's a negative reheatable. Yeah, just drink it if he was yeah.
0: serious about it. Exactly. He was ready for his boiler maker.
1: <laughs> So, I mean, I, it's here's a little nice little hack. You got yourself the nice little hard seltzer. You crack it open. You take a swig, and then you put in some vodka. It's very, it's a very nice drink, so I've heard. Um. I like the realness of the kids. They weren't Hollywood yeah. type no, kids. No, they were great. And even though Tatum O'Neal was Hollywood, she was
0: so good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh,
0: she was so good.
1: The opening day didn't it remind you of the opening day of the Franconia Football League and how yes, many of do. those we went to?
0: The uh, the the team
1: shots. Yeah. Um, the location of it so the bad news bears that was the north valley I you know what I on my run today I ran by a baseball field and there was it's the east valley where I am oh. it's the east valley baseball so I was like oh cause I didn't cause I'm pretty far north in the valley so I was like is it's bad news bears my team but I, I think I'm just on the cusp of east and north ah Oh, but anyways, wrong side of the tracks. that's me. <laughs> but the valley is the valley is so vast and stuff that there are these pockets, and there's super wealthy people that live in the valley. Just and you're riding on these long boulevards, and if you take a turn inside some of these areas, you'll see these huge houses and stuff, and there's just all this money. And then you also have the other side of the spectrum of just family upon family Uh living in, you know, one-bedroom apartments and stuff. It's crazy. Um, I love Ogilvy, specifically when he just sticks out his, his hand when Amanda Buttermaker brings in Amanda and how he just just like shakes it. Also, he's a great reheatable because he's an analyst and he's mm-hmm. probably won a world series with some team being the general manager. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. He, he totally saw where that was going. He's moneyball. Exactly. And I love the ending. So, there were both endings were shot where Yes. They, the Bad News Bears wins, and the Bad News Bear loses, um, but it said that, the director said that it's not about winning, it's about trying. Not everybody can win, but everybody can try. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay, so we are to
0: quotables. I just have one. Because I was enjoying it so much, I didn't write down quotables. I wrote down a bunch, ma. But at one point, what is the what is the um the bucket visor's head name? Bucket visor head name.
1: Like Engel, Engelbert, Engelbert? Is it
0: Engelbert? Okay. Like that he he always has chocolate in his pocket. And this is the valley where it's warm and it's in his pocket. So it's a lot of polyester pocket, right? Polyester pocket. And he just, it looks like it could be a Babe Ruth, which would have been a perfect candy bar for this, this film. And just, it, it starts eating it with the wrapper in his mouth. And his friend goes, couldn't you have at least
2: unwrapped it first? Yeah, that was a good yeah. one. I only have three. Okay. I think this came after, couldn't you have unwrapped it first? And he said, there's energy in chocolate. I need energy. Yes, (laughs) that's exactly Blow it out of your bunghole. (laughs) I don't know who said that. I I thought we should change it to boathouse, but okay. Blow it out of your (laughs) boathouse. And get your ass out there and do the best you can. Mm. Mm,
1: That's a good one. All right. I have thanks, mister, because that's what buttermilk says. So it's it, buttermaker, but yeah, <laughs> what <did laughs> Buttermilk. Well, somebody called him buttermilk. It was, they called him everything. Was, yeah, yes. like, like, oh, <laughs> um, but it was Kelly. He thought it when he gave him a light, he thought that's so true. Like, Thanks, mister. Um, this quitting thing it's a hard habit to break once you start. Yes, that was good that thing. was a moment of. Reflection. Okay. Here's, here's the famous quote from this. Trigger, okay. trigger warning. This is what Tanner says. All we got on this team is a bunch of juice, spicks, n-word, pansies, and booger-eating morons. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard oh, not man. to
0: laugh. It's really hard Fair not to way. laugh.
2: Oh,
1: man.
0: <laughs> booger-eating morons.
2: and then at least least he included everyone
1: yeah and then ogilvy comes right back in the very next line says tanner i think you need to be reminded from time to time that you are only one of a few people on this team who is not a jew spick and (laughs) we're fancy (laughs) or booger eating moron so you'd better cool it or we may be disposed to beat the crap out of you yes (laughs) exactly Read the room. Yeah, just giving it right back to him. It's like, oh, you, you got a lot of words up there, but who do you think you are? We got, you know? Um, And then <laughs> Tanner's all busted up. And <laughs> Buttermaker says, "Uh, what happened to him? And he's like, Tanner got into a fight. And Buttermaker's like, with who? The seventh grade. <laughs> The entire seventh grade. because Tanner had that fight. He was just that yes. little kid with just that little. He, he was like Mac in his is that time that Teeny took him to the dog park. <laughs> <laughs> just that was just Tanner.
0: Uh, I've had um, many Tanners in my classrooms over the years.
1: Engelberg says you're not supposed to have open liquor in the car. It's against the law. <laughs> and then Walter out, man. He's like, so is murder, Inglebird. Inglebird. Put it back. Now put it back before you get me in real trouble. <laughs> Which is great. Um, oh, man. Kelly League. This scene, I remember the first time I saw this movie because I was older. Uh, this made me crack up when they were in the ballet studio and Kelly Lee goes up to the ballerina and was like, "I'm hitting eight something." He's like, "I'm hitting yeah. eight forty-three or something." He's like, "I'm on the Bears. You live around here? I got a Harley Davidson. Does that turn you on, Harley yeah. Davidson?" <laughs> just this little kid. Um. Oh, and then when Ahmed is up in the tree and Buttermaker comes up, and he's just like, "Don't give me any of your honky bullshit, Buttermaker." <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, so those are those are my quotables. Outstanding.
0: Okay, we are to LVP. Mine is abusive coaches, <laughs> not abusive parents to the coaches because I have been
2: one. So, so. <laughs> let's move on. Mine is adults being way too involved in kids' things, like yeah. making. Be- yes. <laughs> Sports be their whole identity. I mean, I now that I'm saying this, I know you were the one running up and down the field. I uh, do. And uh, yeah, but to me, and she don't run. This girl, <laughs> I've never seen this woman run. My <laughs> All of a sudden, she's there. The different. cheering for your son uh, and you, wanting uh, another trophy I, for your bookshelf in the basement and making it your whole identity which I feel like a lot of people have kids to make their um, kids' lives their whole identity, and these are also the people who are against abortion. But um, we'll go cover that in another episode, I guess. <laughs> I, 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 I,
0: but in my defense... I'm not saying that's you. I, I excluded no, you. I understand, I understand. I yeah. understand. I was I, I was way overly involved, but I was also always positive with everybody like i like when adam would score a touchdown i would go that's that that's everybody's touchdown you you all
2: made that happen i don't know that i believe that
1: oh no she was really no she was really positive like she didn't she didn't no just
2: adam's touchdown being everyone's touchdown well, I felt like I was throwing him a bone, truth be told. But yeah. I well, wouldn't also, say it. She
1: couldn't. She couldn't see who opened the hole because she was all the way down with
2: Adam. I. This she is, this was like, thing. "That's my touchdown too. I ran that ball." I ran with that ball all the way down the field. Like, you.
0: This was only a little league. When it got to be high school, I I didn't. I was in the stands.
2: I couldn't. I screeched, but I didn't run. But yeah, these kids
0: like
2: dance moms and like these people who pay these like crazy pay people to do things with their sports and. Well, yeah.
1: Because that's the thing. Like, Ma, this isn't. But you're, you have, you're artistic, you wear kimonos, but you are not an athlete. So it wasn't like you, like we had to measure up to your, at, like, so you were very much on the, the, you know, you didn't have anything to, it wasn't like, you were like, oh, you need to hit the hole faster. You need oh, to, no. like, you were just strictly cheering and, and stuff. And, and you were also good about like shutting things down of other, other people in your parental unit who might have a, a few words to say, you are very good about imposing a silence zone after the game. So like, we're not going to discuss of silence. Of silence. We're not going to discuss it. But, yeah, the, the wailing and shrieking that you... I admit the, it. The sounds that I don't even understand. I've never seen... Oh, you are able to sustain such cheering at such frequencies that I think have yet to be really documented. This is really Anywhere. true. There was also, a, there was an opera singer. Remember the one one
0: year there was an opera singer, a trained opera singer, and she would come to me and go, "You cannot, you cannot do that. You have got to go from
1: your diaphragm." And I would try, but it wasn't there because also all of a sudden she, she this woman doesn't run the only time i've ever seen her run is down the side and then don't let those little ffl cheerleaders be in the way i've seen i've seen this woman flatten cheerleaders in her wake because my brother had uh, came around the corner and was going for the end zone and she was high stepping stiff armed little kids this is not true. Now, I would run through them. And now, when you go to an LFFL literally game, there's a fence. they had to protect the cheerleaders. It's called the it's called the Mary Bush. You know how there's the man's field the, the or what is it the, that's on the trail the back of trailers <coughs> you know, to keep from getting decapitated. They had to put in the Mary Bush to keep the cheerleaders safe. <laughs> This will keep a this will keep a Mary Bush out, and she's just like, "You thought." <laughs> so, oh my LVP, I put the seventies because oh. you had the driving around. We had in a to work
2: to stay alive.
1: Yeah, he's driving around back roads in a convertible with ten kids just piled in. Also with open liquor, (laughs) just out and about in the car. You had Amanda. She's just 11 years old or so that selling, you know, maps and stuff. In the 70s, you have the Golden State Killer. You had the Hillside Strangler. You had the Freeway Killer. And so many more. When you, every time that you're... Well, Manson, that was 68. He was already locked up by then. Oh. There, was, there were so many killers who were like, their spree began. I mean, ugh, so many. You know, it. you're just like, oh, my gosh. So that's my LVP. Okay. MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking because
0: <laughs> I was going to keep track of this. I was going to do tally marks to make sure everybody got their LVP, but I forgot that I was going to be good about it. So Christine did do her LVP. So mm-hmm. now we're to MVP. <clears throat> and uh, Aaron, Aaron put this in a negative reheatable with really good reasons. But my MVP is Joey not throwing that ball.
1: Yeah. Mm. He, it, took it, yeah.
0: he took control. He took it back.
2: That's a good one.
1: It is. It's just that I dislike the, this kid. This doesn't go anywhere.
2: Right. Great.
1: right. Hopefully, or maybe, you know. No, because maybe- he's not going to get therapy no. until he's much that-
0: after he's killed somebody. But at, the p- at that time, <laughs> he took it back. He took the control. Yes, in a very narcissistic way. He did indeed. It mm-hmm. was very narcissistic.
2: My MVP is celebrating loss when you tried hard.
1: Yeah, when you really give it your all and, and it just breaks. It just doesn't break your way. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. Second, second
0: out of the whole division is something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: even if you were last when yes. you tried your hardest. Exactly.
1: That's very good. As my oh. dad
2: taught me very early on,
0: not everybody is a winner. Yeah. And that's a good thing to know. There were no participation trophies here, and the second place trophy was quite small.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Aaron, My honorable mention is analytics. Because I think it's yep. just saying, that's just I mean, I, oftentimes I think duh, it's gone too far into the analytics. But my real MVP, and I guess honorable mention also Tatum O'Neal because she was just great. Oh, she was so also good. Also Jackie Earl Haley. He was he, <laughs> he was, was like indeed. Too good. Yeah. But my real MVP is Walter Matthau. There's yeah, so many line deliverings that he gives where it's it's just hilarious. Like you know, when he when Ahmed, he's up in the tree and the whole thing with Ahmed and Ahmed's like, I don't want to name your honky bullshit buttermaker, and he's like, Look, <laughs> we got enough problems as it is mm-hmm. to bring race into this. And then when he tells him and how he tells him the whole story of Hank Aaron committing the forty-two errors in his first Sandlot League and stuff and he's like not believing him but he's like you can ask anybody you can ask and he'll just have like these and just a lot of times just the looks that he would have with Mm -hmm. the kids and his okay okay just his mannerisms you would think that he would be more high strung but how he was just laid back and just really exasperated the beers really helped with that yes yes of course of course So that's my MVP. Okay, recasting.
0: I did just Buttermaker and Amanda.
1: I didn't do a recasting because this movie was remade in 2005 with Billy Bob Thornton as Buttermaker. Uh And so actually, I did have, I forgot to write down. I did have an idea though. So go ahead, Ma.
0: Well, okay, so my buttermaker, these are both maybe five years past, you know, our all-time cast. My uh buttermaker is Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, that would be good. And my Amanda is Marseille Martin. Ooh. There would be a few uh, motherfuckers in there, I'm sure.
1: Oh, but. you have to, because it's kind con- That's a national treasure, Samuel L. Jackson saying motherfucker. It's not even a curse word. It just sounds so golden to the ears. It does. It's great. So for my recasting, instead of being like a recasting, I want to know... This is a... This, this could easily be Disney. So all the olympics are concluded i kind of not as much as i wanted to when i was watching the olympics they were doing um advertisements for the paralympics Mm -hmm. i was like i want to watch the paralympics so i watched some of the paralympics and wow i think that people get the paralympics and the special olympics confused agreed so the Paralympics it is about elite athletes and competition. And that is what they are striving for. These are elite athletes competing. And the Special Olympics is it's more inspirational, but more inspirational and it's about the power of sports to give you self esteem and to become a a, a like your best version of yourself. Uh-huh. Correct. And I think a lot of times people think that the Paralympics are, Oh, isn't that great? And a nice little pat on the head. Uh-huh. And it's like, uh-huh. no, these are athletes that are doing incredible things. Uh-huh. Like the women's sitting volleyball team. I went down and like, looked at their rosters and stuff of like, who are these women? They are so impressive. You have women who are mothers, You had a woman who was five months pregnant when she was competing and this was competing their second time. I think in the 2016 Olympics, she was also like months pregnant when she had competed. You have also, they were, um, they had had, they were like, some of these women were born with conditions and they, they got into Mm -hmm. the, you know, the sitting volleyball, others they were volleyball players and athletes and stuff and when they were in their early 20s or in college and stuff they got into an accident and would lost a limb and stuff and just these amazing things of it's just it's just fascinating and there were things like goalball which doesn't even have an equivalent cuz it's blind it's visually impaired athletes and it's a whole game there isn't even a sighted version of goalball and then i stumbled upon what is truly the most mind blowing? I mean, there's so many things that were, I mean, there were um, people who had very limited use of their limbs playing the uh, bocha or baki, bacha ball. I oh, don't yeah. Bachi and, ball? Yes. And they were doing, I couldn't, I was, these athletes are out of this world of what they were able to do. And it was very easy to just sit you know, you first put it on and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to feel inspirational. And no, it, it's competition and it's athletics and stuff, which brings me to a sport called five side soccer. There's four field players and a goalie. The goalie is the only one on the field for each team who is sighted. All four of the athletes are they have the same kind of visor bands that the goalball participants have. So and they have to be checked so nobody can see. And it's a smaller soccer field. And the the walls, there are walls on the side, so it's kind of like if you've seen indoor soccer. So the ball can't go out of bounds. The ball emits a sound, and when it bounces, Whoa. the sound is louder and stuff. And so the goalie has to be the to the one that is also the goalie, a smaller net, but is like tells and calls out to the their team and stuff. And when you get like a corner kick or like a free kick, the goalie has to set the the players up. And then there's a person that's behind the net and they hit on the goal for the person that's kicking it. So they can hear the sound of it and stuff. So I think that Disney... Should do a movie because then you can get somebody who's because, you know, it's a business. You can get somebody who's a name brand, you know, a box office star or whatever to be the goalie who could be Uh the butter maker. Who's like, you know, this goalie, maybe he was in the Premier League or whatever, and then gets brought back in to do. And then we can get finally like cast some amazing visually impaired Uh athletes Because let me tell you, I watched the gold medal game, Brazil versus Argentina the men's it was unbelievable it ended one zero and if you go and google the shot that the dude did and he's like they're better at soccer blind than i am sighted and also if you're one of those people who watches you know racing for the crashes these are blind people and they're going full speed oh, so yeah because they
0: don't
2: you know, know.
1: tough tough there's no in the soccer with the tripping and the flailing and the Neymar like rolling around and stuff. No, man, these soccer players, they take a, they get hit and they're right back up following that ball. It was so impressive. So I think that that's in its sports, it's competition. Let's get some para-athletes that we have all of this, this ableism and stuff in the movies. This is a perfect venue to make mm-hmm. a big budget, great sports movie with some differently able bodies in there. Right. Right. And we don't sit back and go, oh, this is,
0: we We are such good people because we are supporting them. No, it's... No, yeah.
1: it's it's <laughs> like, these are athletes and they're competing. Like, they don't, they're you know, because you think like, oh, I'm going to support this. Look at me, good on me. And it makes you just like... And it's not like, and they can't, like ah it they're blind. you know they they can't see so it's not like they're soup, like they're fans of the game, but their fandom is completely different to mm-hmm. what my fandom is of watching mm-hmm. like oh there's a guy right in front of you like they and the way they're able to just navigate their other senses and stuff it's like how yeah. did you know that that person was there and they were able to just spin around and it is just quite impressive. just hats off. The Paralympics is now in my Olympics rotation. I'm a big fan.
2: I think and there's... what that- about the uh, winter version?
1: That'll be a whole different... I, mean, I and I love how NBC was really, really promoting it and really made it yeah. easy for the app to go in and watch because, you know, I, I was guilty of it myself, of being like, oh, yeah, the Special Olympics. Oh, isn't that cute? And it's like, no, these are athletes and then when you think about like these are people who they're in their highest peak. And then when you take them out of that, just in the world, how everybody else looks at them and just thinks, oh, mm-hmm. you know? And just all the stupid, dumb, ableist bullshit that they have to right, put up right, with right on top of that. Phew. Um, but then
0: again, the Special Olympics is is great too for yes, those yes. those people as well. Yeah. Because oh, yeah it gives that okay so um so we are two tasty nuggets did yes. you do your
1: recast did well you my recasting s- was a whole just did i do mine got it okay yeah, she come on she i
2: star in it as amanda
1: why not butter maker that's the greatest role that's
2: truly where tim. i Tim!
1: tim is butter tim maker
2: <laughs> And you are the other coach that, um... Oh, the Yankees coach? <laughs> yeah, Vic <Dick> Morrow.
0: <laughs> so we are to Tasty Nuggets. <clears throat> I have the Jodie Foster was originally cast as Amanda. She was. Wow. We wow. dropped out in order to be Iris of Taxi Driver.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Okay. This took my brain on a spin. That I can't tell you about right now. Um. Tatum O'Neill did most of her own pitching. I could tell when there was a dude in a wig. He did. I mm-hmm. could tell. There were a few oh. times when there was a dude in a wig pitching, but she did most of her own.
1: <clears throat> she worked with a coach for three months.
2: hmm You know, I was a pitcher. Get out of that does not surprise me. Is that and what's wrong with your shoulder second now? Second base and third base. No, that's not. No, I wasn't a pitcher for very long, and I was un, I was fast pitch. But oh, a, oh, okay. Well, yeah. fast pitch that really that's a lot on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that wasn't my primary role, so I don't think that really did. That
1: what matter. What ages were you when you played softball baseball?
2: Must have been like nine through like 14 wow. oh my god I would have been I, so- I never really played I think I was done with softball like by the time I could drive I was out of it volleyball oh wow oh. you played so many sports I was volleyball and basketball wow
0: oh, I would have been shrieking for you because did Adam never played baseball, right? Mm-mm. And I they never. wanted him to basketball. be. a... What is it when not oh, a pitch p- hit, but the a pinch runner. The runner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah, like, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. played. I was on like a church league, like, but I was so good. I've got arm. But... Yeah,
1: but I mean, it was organized, right? Yeah, yeah. Our, our baseball. Our.
2: And baseball, you know what? My what? coach. Well, a girl I played with, and we were young. Like, I love the. the- she married the coach. <gasps> oh, they're married
0: and they have kids.
2: Wow. She married the coach.
1: Scandal. Yes. Wow. And this was a church league?
2: Yeah, that- I didn't go to the church. It was just like I knew a girl that played there or something. So I joined, but.
1: Yeah,
2: we're friends. Um. Oh yeah, that's her name. Wow, because we never
1: played baseball organized. We played when we were in Germany, because I was when we had space and stuff. So that was when we p- would play baseball. It was just Sandlot, basically. That but- was when Adam ran into that tunnel. That was no, because. Because baseball, we would play in the back. Our go-to, like, of what we're gonna play when we were playing was football. We always Mm -hmm. played football, and then a lot of times we would play basketball. And then when they built that other basketball court, we would play roller hockey, with like a, (laughs) a soda can that was smashed and croquet mallets. That's how we played roller hockey. And then every once in a while, in the back, when it got to be springtime, we would play baseball. Usually our baseball bats, we would wait for the June bugs to come out, and mm-hmm. that's when we would hit the baseball bats. But then we got in the tennis rackets and found that they, we got more June bugs hitting with the exactly. tennis rackets. You did enjoy that. Oh, good times.
0: Uh, um, okay. Yeah. The screenwriter, as previously mentioned, was Bill Lancaster, the son of Bert Lancaster, and he based this screenplay on his relationship with his dad.
1: Oh, I could see that.
0: Yeah, like his dad was, you know, the rough
1: guy. and Because we did a movie with Burt Lancaster. when we He did. played the boxer. Was it the killers? It was something like that. Because mm-hmm. he was a boxer. Mm-hmm. He was a very handsome man.
0: We're going to have to do more Burt Lancaster.
1: Also, the original script I read that Stanley Jaffe, the producer, read, it was more about Kelly Leake and Mm. him being like a child delinquent and the team was very little in it and he was like no no I like the whole like adult tone but let's focus it on the kids yeah
0: it had everything you need in a screenplay oh yeah you know it it had the
1: highs and the lows and the emotion and that's something that happens you know you write a screenplay in hollywood and you give it to somebody and they're like ah i like this but i want it to be this and there's a lot of people who would say oh no this is how this is the story that i want to tell my this is my writing we're doing it my way and you never hear about them again bill was open to suggestions and so he and i think stanley jaffe even said like well it was because a uh, bill was so open to change and going with the flow and hearing suggestions that we got the bad news bears. Sarah,
0: Jessica Parker tried out for the Amanda role. What? What?
2: Wow. Wow.
0: Back now. I don't know if you've ever seen square pegs. It was a TV show. She was in that when she was real young because she was originally in Annie on Broadway. Well, she was was from Cincinnati, right? Yeah, Indian Hill, which is right next to where I grew up, on the other side of the tracks. Oh, the rich side of the tracks? Yes. Now, she said uh, what I've I've heard is that her family wasn't rich, but if they were in Indian Hill, then
1: they had more than we had. You know what I mean? Well, people always, I think a lot of times people say, well, we don't have...
0: Right, based on where she is now, yeah, she didn't grow up with money. Uh, the beer at the end that they gave all the kids was actually ginger ale. I thought it would be root beer, but it was ginger ale. Oh, uh, okay. They originally looked at these two actors to be butter maker.
1: Oh, yes, I know. Oh, my God,
0: Steve McQueen.
1: Steve, it would have been a very intense <laughs> Although we oh haven't my- done Steve McQueen,
0: have we? we have and we have to. And Warren Beatty, Warren yeah, Beatty I would, would be—he would be hitting it with
1: Cleveland every, every mother a- yeah, yeah. He, everybody. Just- a nineteen seventy-six Warren Beatty. Google yeah. that, ladies.
0: Yeah. Um, what was the name of his movie he did with- where he was a hairdresser? Shampoo. Shampoo going to have to do that Mm -hmm. and I also have Vic Morrow was the father of Jennifer Jason Lee who now is on a a tv show called Atypical where her son is autistic it's an excellent show I love that show yes she's
1: the mother in Atypical Jennifer Jason Lee has been in a ton of things she She was was big in the early 90s
0: yeah um something Um, single white female female she was also in that um quentin tarantino western the hateful eight hateful eight with Mm -hmm. horrible teeth yeah so so that is a really good show and i didn't realize that she was his daughter those are my tastes
1: they she got an undisclosed amount a settlement Oh, from the um, mm-hmm. because the parents of the two kids sued. Oh and God, she I'm sure and her family sued.
0: Yeah. Okay, other tasties.
2: Well, I I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, let's do, relax. We got no rules. I started Season thinking from about. Her. The cheers in baseball and the dugout chants. Ooh. Yeah. And that was always so fun. Um, and at first I was, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but usually it's call and answer. I don't know. Like one person says something and the rest of the team repeats it. Oh, okay. Ah. Who are we? Yeah. So softball one was we don't play with Barbie dolls. And then you would say it. We just play with bats and balls. And it goes on. We don't wear no mini skirt. We just wear pants and t-shirts. We don't drink no lemonade. We just drink our Gatorade. Um. Down by the river, took a little walk. Met with the other team, had a little talk. Pushed him in the water and hung him out to dry. It's pretty, like, you know. Because it's supposed to rev you up to mm-hmm. be really like competitive. Kids.
1: I remember in but, high school, my senior year of high school, the the girls' field hockey team had their shirt said chicks with sticks, and it was quite risque.
2: Oh, chicks with sticks. Wow. I was, okay, I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> so then I, so I was, I don't know. I was trying to find the origin of these. Like when did it start? Where you mm-hmm. the dugout cheers? I couldn't find it. Couldn't find anything about it. But I did find an article. Um a website called Ten House. I don't know who wrote it. What I don't know. But it's he was comparing baseball to like carnivals, like old timey ones. Mm-hmm. Um, like medieval times where you would have these rowdy frolicking affairs that served more as an important social function um, than like what you think of nowadays at the carnival. Um, they would take as much as three months of the year in a medieval city. And um hi, but the interesting part, why they were comparing this, they said in medieval carnivals, hierarchies were dismantled, second parallel lives were lived, and all manner of creative debauchery resigned. Um Low culture and high culture swap masks where class, gender, and economic distinctions fall away. And I was like, I think that's a pretty good, you know, they were all just coming out to the baseball field. Um, And they said they seem, however, completely oblivious to their own growing up talking about kids playing baseball. So the ways in which this world of ours ushers them into the carnival and gives them a mask to wear. I thought that was. Mm-hmm. My um, research of baseball chant went on to that. I thought that was a pretty good um, metaphor. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. I want to see
0: that mini series. Baseball Joust- jousting <laughs> and such the medieval festivals. Oh.
1: <laughs> Right for my Tasty Nuggets? Is that it? Yep. All right. I have that there were sequels. In 1977, there was Bad News Bears and Breaking Training. And I I started watching it. And it's... uh,
0: Yeah. It just doesn't
1: make any sense. It ain't good. Yeah. Well, because Walter Matthau isn't in it. And Tatum Mm -hmm. O'Neill isn't in it. But... (laughs) Uh, the, the guy Jackie Earl Haley he's in it uh, Berg is a different person but then the rest of the cast is the same but it just doesn't really make any sense and it's a different director and a different writer and then they had Bad News Bears go to Japan mm-hmm. and the original director Michael Ritchie came back for that but Walter Matthau doesn't appear in that one either and I don't think Tatum O'Neill does either Um, in 2005, they did a remake with Billy Bob Thornton, but then you've also seen this movie unofficially remade because the Mighty Ducks like this is a lot like the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, they made the
2: first one, and then
1: yeah, and then
2: Little Giants is
1: basically Bad News Bears, but for Pee Wee football, so yeah, they'll just like adapt. The man, yeah, um. This was shot at Mason park on Mason Avenue in Chatsworth in the San Fernando Valley. So that's very West of me. I used to work out there. Um, did you notice city hall, the city hall location? Because that was exactly where they shot Chinatown.
2: Oh "No." no.
1: Yeah. I'm like, wait, isn't that, and then, yeah, that's LA city hall. And that was in Chinatown. um, this was the 11th highest grossing film of 1976. So it did pretty well. Per a Rolling Stone article called Why Bad News Bears is the Greatest Baseball Movie of All Time by Dan Epstein. that's And then what Tini already said it, like Buttermaker drinks the seven beers. But he goes into a whole list of why this is the greatest baseball movie of all time and how to, like the kids add a dimension to it. How it isn't, you know, especially like the ending and stuff. And so by the time I finished reading the article, I was like, oh my gosh, I think he's right.
2: And I did not watch this. I thought it was a kid's movie. And I did not watch this thinking I'm watching a kid's movie. Like, it didn't feel like that. No, exactly, exactly. Because it just felt real and stuff. Also, I think
1: the lack of score really helped it. Because the music that is played is it's Carmen. The the music is Oh okay. Yeah that's Carmen. Um let's see. Oh, so the the kid Aaron Blunt, which is spelled with an E, E-R-I-N, Blunt, Ooh. he played I know. Ahmed. Uh huh. He said that he hated baseball. This was in real life. And they were driving to the audition and his mom said, like, we need to stop. We need to get you a baseball uniform. And he was like, no, I hate baseball, whatever. And so he showed up. He was the only kid in jeans and a T-shirt. All the other kids at the audition had, you know, all decked out. Mm -hmm. And the director came over to him and he said, you act like you don't want to be here. And he said, I don't. And he was like, hi, I'm the director. You have the part. <laughs> yeah, because that's what you wanted. Uh-huh, exactly. You didn't want to be here.
2: So yeah. That's how he
1: got the part. And also, um, yeah, Carmen by George Bizet. Da-da-da-da. And then finally, the production design, which I just threw this on to kill time before we were recording this. And the credits were rolling, and production designer was by one Polly Platt. And I was like, wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. She was also the production designer and did a lot for The Last Picture Show. She also did Paper Moon. And she's, as a... worked with and discovered so many people like Tatum O'Neill. She worked with Cameron Crowe on his first film, Wes Anderson on his first film, and also did a little thing where she suggested James L. Brooks should meet an artist named Matt Groening. And voila, we got the Simpsons. So I was just like, oh, Polly Platt. Awesome. Outstanding.
0: Well, I picked it because it's the end of summer, Today is literally Labor Day. Baseball, the end of summer. I mean, I grew up in Cincinnati, so that, that was a big... Big red machine. Big red machine, big baseball town. So I thought it was just a fun movie, and, uh, and I enjoyed it. I suggest you watch it if you just want to have
2: fun.
1: I like. Yeah, it. Yeah, I enjoyed it,
2: too. I had never seen it before.
1: It's a cool 105 minutes. I think it, I think it's mm-hmm. great. It went by fast, mm-hmm. I, and I think it really holds up. I, do. I agree, uh, especially
0: for someone who you know did take little league sports as oh, this is my only time to shine through my children. So um, through
1: your child,
0: you you too. Before you rode the pine, you were playing.
1: You won yeah. the state but, championship. Yeah, but I was never. I was never the star of a team. I was a, I was the hustle. I was you were. The, yeah. I was the rude right. thing. Right. And there was
0: nothing wrong with that, although you did try to make it seem like Adam was my favorite child at one point. But um, we're going to move on to next week. <laughs> and our film next week is...
2: Okay. Oh, here, here we go. We've been... The wheels have been turning... I did a, we're doing a 180, I think. Uh, okay. But we're not going where I wanted to go Ooh. yet. Oh, okay. because I almost, we're not, I was thinking it's September, but then I was, it led me to October and I was like, we're not there yet. Ah, uh, right. gotcha. Gotcha. Right. We're not horror yet. We're not to horror yet. No. Okay. But I would like to dip my toe mm. into something for fall. Mm -hmm. Here are some words that might describe it. Masquerade party. Oh, I do like a masquerade party. Fantasy
0: world. Romeo and Juliet. Puppet.
2: Goblin. Would it help to know the year? It's 1986. 1986.
1: Phantom. (laughs) Phantom. puppy.
2: Goblin. goblin
1: what's a goblin it's like a yeah that a goblin? that's a goblin
2: yeah a, a goblin, goblin? A, yeah gremlins no that would be a good that was a I good answer
1: uh, masquerade 19- gremlins, you're on the right
2: track labyrinth yes oh my <laughs> gosh
1: yeah, I love Labyrinth. Do you remember how obsessed yeah. I was with Labyrinth and how oh upset God. I was because I was so mad at Jennifer Connelly's character because she hated her baby brother and I was like what's wrong <laughs> oh, with <yeah. laughs> you what is wrong with you he's your brother oh it made me so upset. I do remember
2: that and David Bowie uh-huh yes it's only an hour and 41 minutes
0: i remembered this it's so good Mhm. jim henson a
2: lot i think it might be available on netflix
0: wow Outstanding. yes it's on netflix what see unbelievable she always like, i don't does know that. what
1: to do see now the listeners get to hear it in real time that i don't know oh, okay we me see what happens Oh,
0: I, Oh! this yeah. is going to be
2: great. Oh, yeah, that's choice. a fun fall movie.
0: Yes. That ah, is, Goosebumps. I goosebumps. have literal Goosebumps. I know. I haven't seen it in forever. I know. I haven't
2: seen it in a long time. Oh, I haven't
0: seen it since 1986. I was so oh. upset. I was so upset. <laughs> but because I've just been watching Only Murders in the Building
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um, a pop star makes a an appearance and it's like, yeah, and so it's like kind of a David bowie in
1: well, labyrinth. Well, the thing about, see, I had a friend who, I don't, he, I was told about the Wizards of Waverly Place, even though I was way outside of the demographic, and so I watched one or two episodes, and while the show wasn't for me, I was like, oh, this Selena Gomez, this is before she was Selena. yeah. Like, star selena, selena gomez like, yeah, gomez. When, yeah. You, when i was i just watched randomly like oh, well, the wizards of waverly place i was like oh she's really talented yeah Like, she's she a really good actress and so it's been fun seeing like oh remember like you you were there to, even though it was easy to dismiss it because that's what the you know i was like 30 and it's like no i know you think it's like a kid's show but it's like she's actually really good and doing really cool things in it. So I checked out a few and I was like, Oh, okay. And It was like tucked it in my brain. So seeing only murders in the building, I'm like,
2: yeah, she's, she's, she's holding her own mind. with, yeah. yeah.
1: Some really strong she's people. Not just a pop star. Like
2: she's yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Pretty talented.
0: Okay. Before we end, um, Saturday is the 20th anniversary of 9 and Poppy has has watched parts of the HBO documentary from Spike Lee called NYC can't read that word you, Epicenters, see, yeah, Epicenters, yeah. Epicenters right 9-11 to 2021 20, and a half and he Oh, was, I saw that is it good? He strongly yeah. recommends watching it
1: And he is a survivor.
0: He is a survivor of of the Pentagon. I mean, the plane literally went in to his front office. He was not in that front office, but he usually was at that time of day. So we are blessed that he's still with us. So, yeah, that's something else to to
2: look into. And there's another series that looks good that we've been recording it, but haven't watched it yet. CNN all told by the survivors. Yeah, that's on right. CNN. Yeah, and
0: mm-hmm. there was one about women survivors of of nine eleven. So it's always a uh, um, um hard for us, but um, we hope you watch it. And that's our episode this week. Next week, Labyrinth. Yay! And that'll be a fun movie to watch this week. (laughs) Exactly. And we will be with you Sunday after 9 11. So.